the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Neyman. It's the first show being aired in 2021. 2021, what a great year. Uh, after 2020, you know, who knows where we're going in 2021 or how fast we're actually going to get there. A couple of things I want to talk to you guys about uh, this next week, January 6th, man. It is a big, big day. Put your prayers out there because we need all the help for this country in a couple of different areas, Washington, D.C. and in Georgia. So before we get into all of that, I want to do a a quick calendar check for you. January 9th, this is back to the fun stuff, okay? January 9th, we have the California Rifle and Pistol Association pheasant hunt. That's going to be up in the Lone Pine area. It's a fundraiser. Show up there. Uh, bring your wallets. And this is all the money raised for this goes to youth proje- projects, youth hunting, youth projects. January 23rd, I'm going to be doing the Big Game Hunters Primer. It's kind of an intro to big game hunting at mm-hmm. the California Rifle and Pistol Association's headquarters in Fullerton. That's January 23rd. You can get tickets for that at crpa.org, crpa.org. And um, see what else we have there. Then on the 31st, I gave you guys the wrong date before, but on the 31st, we actually are going to have our Avenal long range shooting. So Avenal Gun Club is the uh, website, avenalgunclub.com. January 31st is their long range uh, shooting match. And so we'll be up there for that January 31st. I think I announced it as the 16th a week ago or so, but that is incorrect. It is the 31st and um, that's going to be awesome. It's also, I think the 20, anyway, I won't, I won't make up a date for February that I'll have to correct later. We'll just go with that. So anyway, January 9th, California Rifle Pistol Association, January 23rd, the big game primer at their office in Fullerton, California, crpa.org for uh, tickets and January 31st will be in Avenal at the long range shooting program. Hey, joining me today. If you're uh, watching this on the recording here, I have Ken white. Ken white is the South side unicorn. He is the one and only I've known this guy. I don't know, five or six years now, but maybe a little longer than that. Huh? Ken? Yeah. So it's going on about seven, eight. Uh, well, I can't count anymore. So I've known, known this guy for a while here. He literally is one of the most unique people you're ever going to meet. He is a Southside unicorn because he's from the South side of Chicago. He is, well, I'll let you, I'll let you describe yourself, Ken. What are you? Well, you were doing a good job, you know? So Phil, you, you, there it is. You know, I was born and raised on the South side of Chicago to a single mom. Um, and one day I happened to be watching the Johnny Carson show 
and got exposed to a gentleman named Ronald Reagan on the show. I didn't know what he was. I didn't know what his uh, belief system was. But I knew growing up where I was growing up at, what this man was talking about, I wanted to be some of that. I wanted some of that. And uh, at age 10, here I am, a professed Republican on the south side of Chicago growing up. And um, people would remark to my mom because my mom believed that I had the right to open my mouth. You know, people used to say children should be seen and not heard. But that wasn't my mama's belief. Her belief was, if you got something to say, as long as it's respectful, go ahead and say it. Well, <laughs> that used to cause people to look at me with, with, with great peculiarity because I wasn't towing the line. I'm not, I'm not talking the Jesse Jackson uh, Operation Push mantra. You know, I am somebody, all this kind of stuff. Um, what I was talking caused people to say, Lord, that child is like a unicorn. And so <laughs> it, it just stuck. <laughs> Southside unicorn. <laughs> Now, what was the South Side of Chicago like growing up there? <laughs> what was the South Side of Chicago like? Well, I'll put it this way. It was like a day where one minute it's raining, the next minute the sun's you know, the sun is out. The next minute it's cold, the next minute it's hot. And I'm not talking about weather, I'm talking about the 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 moments in the community, for example. You know, you have good memories. It's not like it was totally all bad, but death, I had become familiar with death. Um, struggling, totally familiar with it. Um, learning how to do without or accept that I wasn't exactly like everybody else that you saw, got used to that too. So growing up on the South Side of Chicago in America is an experience. Uh, is it an experience I want everybody to have? No. <laughs> uh, with Chicago, you have your affluent areas and you have your poor areas. I grew up in the poor areas of uh, Cook County on the south side. So, you know, Phil, growing up in Chicago is like growing up in any other war zone around the world. Yeah, it's gotten you know. so much better since uh, Lightfoot is now the mayor, right? Ha! Uh, you know what, Phil? And, and this is this, um, you're so cool the way you do stuff like that. I look at I look at Mayor Lightfoot and I, I marvel, you know, as to how Democrats or African Americans continue to struggle. They continue to struggle because they follow into what Malcolm X said. He said any African American that votes for Democrats and after they got everything done, then they think about you, you're a political chump. There, there's no explanation for Mayor Lightfoot given everything, you know, the homicides, the, the shootings, there is no explanation for Lightfoot being the mayor of Chicago. I, I can't explain it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's get into some of the, the days. You actually have your own radio program too, do you not? Oh, yeah. You can find me on the Southside Unicorn Show anywhere. Our podcast is uh, broadcast, The Southside Unicorn Show. Look me up, take a listen. I'd appreciate it. Thank you for that, Phil. Yeah, no worries, no worries. No, I, I like I like your show. You do a good job on that. But let's talk about some of the political things that are happening here now. January sixth, okay. I gave our calendar of fun things. January ninth, the twenty third, third. But let's let's talk about January sixth. This upcoming week, we need to be in prayer and focused on a lot of things here. Uh, we're talking about two very ginormous 
ginormous events when it comes to the Second Amendment and uh, the freedoms that we have here in America. So one of them is going to be what Congress is going to vote on for the electorals, and the other one's going to be the Georgia Senate race. So I'm going to ask you a few questions about the Georgia Senate race there. Um, Kenny, you know, do you understand what's happening in Georgia? I got a pretty good grasp on it. Evil is on one side, good is on the other, and should evil win, darkness will cover the world for a thousand years. How's that? <laughs> That's in a nutshell. So, you know, what we have here in Georgia is what we're looking at is right now, we do not have control in the House of Representatives. All right. Mm -hmm. um, Nancy um, BSC stands for bat something crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. Pelosi, uh, she is going to be in charge of the Congress again for the congressmen and women. She's um, House of Representatives. There you go. She'll be in charge of the House of Representatives again, where all spending comes from, where all bills start. Then we have Sponge Chin Square Pants McConnell, <laughs> who, who is running the, uh, the Senate, right? I mean, is he not? Yeah. Is that not the best name for him? It's exactly descriptive. Sponge Chin Square Pants. He is the worst. There it is. Uh, well, he, he and, would and he's be... come out as, a, as he's come out as some kind of a swamp creature rhino now. I mean, you know, like I told everybody, they only reveal themselves when one, they're close to the president, two, they can do the most harm, and three, they run out of the ability to hide who they are. And now it looks like it's McConnell's turn to come out. Well, not only is it McConnell's turn to turn turn up, but now we we kind of look at wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, we had a congressman named Eric Swalwell who had this Chinese spy marry him. Ooh. Right. Or not marry him, but date him, date like prom date, uh, mm -hmm. be involved with him. He's a congressman who's on the uh, security committee. He's absolutely compromised. And then we have Mitch McConnell now with a name like sponge chin square pants. And then you have a very good looking Chinese wife. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, I don't know. I know that a lot of guys like McConnell um, get remarried at a later age because of their status power to to mm -hmm. uh, different, you know, well, they, marry, you know, they, marry, they, they punch outside their yeah. weight class. How's that? They're, he is right. punching way outside his weight class. There's got to be something else there. And the fact that we have seen Chinese mm -hmm. women be uh, placed into positions of power um, or get themselves into positions of power uh, for for the purpose of spying, spying, you'd have to ask yourself, somebody should do a little background check on this one, because I'm telling you, when you look at Sponge Chin Square Pants and then his wife, mm -hmm. it don't match. It simply doesn't matter. It's not just money. It, it, there's too much going on there. Um, so well, well, watch this, Phil. You know, back in the 1800s, right, guys like, like I can't say it because it's a tongue twister. You got that under control when it comes to McConnell. Um, guys like him used to have to go into the Sears and Roebuck, you know, catalog and pick them. <laughs> Are you following me? Order a wife, yeah. Order a wife, you know, and uh, it looks like that's what happened. And, and and let me just say this real quick. If you listen to the Southside Unicorn Show, you'd understand it. I'm going to go ahead and boldly speak it, Phil. You see some spiritual headiness about it because, uh, okay, because I guess we got like a few seconds left to go, Phil. Can I yeah. finish it on the other side? Yeah, yeah, no worries. We'll pick it up on the other side with Kenny giving a description on how to order a wife from the Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, join us here back here at Firing Line Radio Show, FiringLineRadio.com for the podcast. We're talking about what we need to be aware of and, and in charge of on January 6th, this coming week. AM 590, the answer. 
This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. That's right. It's boomstick radio, folks. Boomstick time. Um, it's precursor boomstick time. That's what we need to have. So here we are looking at our new year. You just got through Christmas. You looked underneath the Christmas tree. What you really wanted wasn't there. That sucks. I know how that is. That's why you have this opportunity to run out today and buy whatever it is you want over at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, the corner of Brockton and Arlington, 951-823-0211, 951-823-0211. Check them out. Go say hi to Vince. While you're there, since you got your brand new firearm that you had to go buy for yourself because, well, you're a resourceful son of a gun, get yourself into a certified firearms training course. I highly recommend that. Get a good, active, safe training course. Very, very important. Then we can all have a happy new year or merry new year, depending on which movie you're watching. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. I'm here with my guest, Kenny White. Kenny White, the Southside Unicorn. He's here with a unique perspective on what we're facing this upcoming week. And I wanted to talk to him about that. And uh, he was just we were just commenting on our last section here about how a lot of high level, a lot of them, high level U.S government officials have been infiltrated by the Chinese. And we didn't even say Joe Bryben. Okay. We haven't even brought up Bryben yet mm. uh, and his obvious, obvious conflicts of interest. But, you know, let's just talk about some of the others. You were talking about how to order a wife through the Sears and Roebuck catalog, which. Yeah, sure. I was. Yeah. What I was trying to say uh, when we were going to the break was, if you will listen to the podcast of the Southside Unicorn Show, you're going to see some spiritual headiness about it. And, you know, if he said, if you deny me before men, I'm going to deny you before my father. So I can't. I got to say this. In the prophetic nature of the Southside Unicorn Show, when it comes to uh, Swalwell, please go back and look at my Twitter. Go back and look at Facebook and my show. I have been calling him a Chinese goose-stepping trader for the last two and a half years. I would do it once a week, and I would hit him on his own page. Mr. Swalwell, you are being seen. It's, it's actually called small swell. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, would, I would hit him up once a week and let him know. You think the Holy Spirit can't see you? You think that you're hiding? Look, you Chinese goose-stepping traitor. I've called him that for two years. So I just wanted to say that to let people know. Everybody's all the buzz now about who Swalwell is. I've always known who he was. Well, you, you look at their actions, you know, and, and you would say, wait a minute, this guy's an American citizen. He should be doing some great things for America. Why not? Why not have America first? Why not take care of our country first? Why not in a um, in a bill where we're going to spend two point three trillion dollars? Why are we giving away anything outside the country if it's supposed to be stimulating our economy? I don't know how, you know, sex changes for Venezuelan police officers or whatever that was. I don't know how that helps anything or $750 million to Sudan. I don't know how that helps the U.S. economy when we're looking at, at vacancies on all these buildings down here uh, in downtown where I'm, where I'm broadcasting from right now. You know, mm -hmm. we have empty retail spots. People are bankrupt. The restaurant industry is really, really hurting. You know, how does giving uh, billions and billions of dollars overseas to 
idiotic programs. How does that help Americans at all? And the answer is it doesn't. So January 6th, we're going to have two things. Let's go to Georgia first. So I think Warnoff, right? Warnoff is the guy who's uh, running one of the guys who's running Ossoff and Warnoff. And, yeah. Um, so uh, D- Tweedledee and Tweedledum uh, on the Democrat sides are, are who are running here. But tell us a little bit about the background of this guy, Jesse, the pastor. Pastor. Well, see, you know, there's there's pastors out there and then there's pastors out there. Uh, some are truly preaching from the cloth. They're men and, you know, of God, women of God, and they're, they're doing the, the uh, commission, the Great Commission. They're bringing souls to God. And then there's people like, you know, Warnock. I call them pulpit pimps. You know, he's just pimping from the pulpit. And uh, his belief system doesn't line up with scripture at all. He's another one of those Marxist, bizarre-thinking African Americans with prominence that are going to lead. And, and, and I know some people don't like it when I. Do not, that. not only is he not only is he a Marxist, he's an absolute racist. Oh, big time! He don't, he was, he don't like white. The people. problem is whiteness. Whiteness is a whiteness is a problem. Now mm-hmm. I don't know. Number one. There's only a few albinos out there in the world. So there's, you know, are we all picking on the albinos now? Because the rest of us are shades of brown, right? Exactly. In August, I'm a better shade of brown than I am in January. But <laughs> we're we're all shades of brown. Some people are just pink, but that's that's conscious. <laughs> but we're 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 all shades of brown. We all it, it's ridiculous, but this this venom that he can come out and speak and say that he is a, against whiteness, whiteness is a crime, and mm-hmm. not be canceled cultured and this ridiculous cancel culture thing that that's allowed that is unbelievable to me Here's well see what's supposed to happen when you hear some of the speeches that he thought was hidden some of his speeches he thought was hidden and they're being pulled up this man is horrific and some of the things he's saying you would think like in vaudeville you know how they have the long cane and it pulls you off the stage right he's not even supposed to be a viable candidate for a public office with what Absolutely. he said should not so here's here's a uh, this is an article from Amoland came out here. It's about the future of the Second Amendment all comes down to Georgia. And that's why we're talking about this, guys. Mm-hmm. So the election of either John Ossoff or Raphael Warnock or both would be a massive disaster for our rights. Both have clear hostility towards the Second Amendment. Just in the short term, their election would make it more likely to see anti-Second Amendment legislation enacted. But over the longer term, it would mean potentially more stuff to get rid of, making the road longer than it needs to be. There should be no state, no mistake about it. We're facing a much longer and harder struggle if they get elected. Um, that's just the way it is. And anyway, a lot comes down to the Second Amendment if we're just going to roll over once Amy Comey Bard was confirmed, they're actually talking about packing the court. So the, the left does not care. They will cheat. They will lie. They will steal. They will cheat. They're the, you know, their father's a father of lies. He was a murderer from the beginning and they are mm-hmm. flat out evil. If you can't see the evil that's in somebody like a Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi, and I'm sorry, but they are, they are evil. And am I judging their souls? No, I'm judging their actions. I'm judging what they're for. Mm-hmm. Their actions Hate the are evil, evil, not the person. So anyway, so it's hard to say this, but Mitch McConnell would be better to be in charge of the Senate than Chuck Schumer. Mm -hmm. Maybe by this much, you know, I'm holding my hand, you know, my fingers an inch apart for for, uh, effect. But uh, to have Schumer in charge of the Senate and Nancy Pelosi in charge of the uh, 
Congress and Harris in, as president is going to be an absolute disaster. We have to absolutely pray against this and, and fight against January 6th that uh, those two guys do not get elected as a Senate for Washington, for Georgia. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you, I was on the other side of that for a little while, Phil. My attitude was, if you're going to stab President Trump in the back as a, as a Republican, I'm going to take the knife out of his back and put it in your chest. You know, that was my mindset about it. But then, well, right? Politically, I'm not arguing with that at all. Right. But I also look at what you're saying. We, through whatever reason, have let evil get way too close to the heart of America. It's way too close. So, okay, fine. No matter what these two Republicans' position is on President Trump right now, it is better to have them. Oh, they're they're they're, they're actually pro. Trump. They're actually pro Trump. He's been down there um, electioneering for them. He's been holding rallies for them. Yeah, they don't have a yeah, problem. That's what I that our out. our, our problem was with the leadership of the Republican Party, like uh, you know, sponge chin, square pants McConnell. That <laughs> guy is he, he is a sad sack of goo. Uh, and as well, I said well, he's what? only he's only better than Schumer by an inch. That's it. Right. That's Why how it, pathetic he is. But would it, would it surprise you to know that some of the stuff that uh, uh, McConnell is doing, I believe, and that's what I'm feeling, right, is revenge for President Donald J. Trump smashing Sessions. See, Sessions was his boy, and President Trump basically cut him out of the out of the uh, the good stuff. He couldn't go right. back to a Se- political position. Right. Sessions cut himself out when he recused himself from from doing his job. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Trump, if you look at it, he he fires people, which is a Boy, can you imagine hey, in government? <laughs> in, in government, if you could actually fire people, it's like, hey, you're not doing your job. Um, hey, we were at the DMV. This clerk over here did Ooh. 15 people an hour. You've done three an hour. Maybe you need to leave. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, I have a union, so I'm protected for life. I can now I'm going to only do two people an hour, right? As, as they do in their nails, they typically go on. You trying to do what? Oh, fire! Uh, you better go talk to my shop. You know, foreman. You know, yeah. So you're yeah. right. The private sector is way different. Yeah. And I like the fact that he's not afraid to make a decision. That's what we need. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, that's January 6th uh, is going to be the election for the Senate in Georgia. And that is going to mm-hmm. determine our judge confirmations going forward. Right. President uh, President Trump has done a great job putting good, solid judges on the panels. Um, it's an amazing thing that that we have that opportunity to have him continue to do that. And that's where we need to support them. So folks, January 6th, we want you to take a look at what's going on there in Georgia. Be praying for it. We're going to talk more about what's going on in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Big day. Big day. Not only that, it's one of my best friend's birthday. So January 6th is a big day. Folks, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this. Get the podcast at firinglineradio.com. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. 
AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a good day. Hope we're going to have a great week because this really is important. This week is going to set up the entire year. Heck, this week is going to set up the entire future for our country. Now, I would love to be talking about guns and hunting and shooting and self-defense and CCWs, how to get your permits and all that other stuff. But this is for all the marbles here. January 6th, we need to be focused like a laser beam. I mean, I know some people, uh, I know Riley, the guy up at Riley's Farms, he's got a caravan going back there. They're going to have a great uh, great time up there supporting the president. So people are going to be in Washington, D.C. They're going to be supporting the president. They're going to be you know, having a prayer rallies and doing everything they can to make sure that, that, what's, uh, that the election is not stolen anymore. One thing is that January 6th, I saw this also. So um, another story I ran into is that the hotels are closing for January 5th and 6th so that all the people who are coming, they're trying to get 10 to 20 million people in there for a rally for the president, that they'll have no place to stay. Now, that city is playing dirty. The The mayor of Washington, D.C. obviously hates Trump because it's a leftist communist. I guess, you know, I guess if you, it's like a pack of dogs, all right? And and the leftists are the ones who yelp when somebody throws a rock at a pack of dogs. The one that yelps, the ones that got hit. Well, yeah. when you see somebody who's doing something right, the ones that are squeaking and they're the ones who are always been implanted to do what's wrong, whether they're a Soros plant or just their mm-hmm. own nature or what they've sold out for for their own desires. They are uh, they're the ones who are coming up with these unbelievable decisions and uh, platforms and and they're in power and it's like how do they get in power well they got in power because kenny white philip Naiman, the rest of us out here we're working we're doing our job and and they snuck in we allowed them because we you know don't hold people to a higher standard it's okay we'll let this happen let that happen well all that has added up to this we'll call it the crapification I think I can use that word. All that crapification of our systems has come to a head now. We've got a giant hairball snotty thing in the J-trap that is just, Mm -hmm. that is who they are. And they need to be, you know, plunged. How's that? Can we say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying. Use use one of those uh, uh, air-powered air pushers and just push it through the uh, pipe. Just just throw a cherry bomb down the toilet. I don't care. But let's just, it's got to move on. Quick, right? But they're, uh, they're, you know, when, they're when stopping everything that's good. And, and, mm-hmm. and you say, well, why would they do that? Because it mm-hmm. doesn't make sense from our frame of view. Why would somebody do that? It doesn't make any sense because it's wrong. It's bad for the country. It's bad for this. But that's because our frame of view, our references, we want people to be self-reliant. We want people to take care of themselves. We want people to be wealthy and successful. We don't have the inherent nature to want to control what everybody else does. I don't have that much energy, all right? I I can barely control what I do. But to to want to be in charge and control what other people do, that's actually their goal. That's what turns them on. It's what gets them up in the morning is, is the desire to do that. And so when you when you look at it from their frame of reference, every single thing they do makes sense because that's their goal. We just don't see it. It's like, well, why would somebody do that? Why would somebody give billions of dollars to uh, 
Sudan? Well, because they've got a, a, an NGO on the other side that's receiving that money, and that's going to come back into donations for their party on this side, right? It's yep. a giant money laundering system with your money to be used against you. It's like we're buying the bullets for them to shoot at us. Exactly. That's, that's what all these programs are. And uh, whoops, hey, somebody forgot to turn off his cell phone. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, was that you? Anyway, uh, so <laughs> that's that's what we're looking at here, folks, and it's it's something that we have to fight against. Anyway, so Washington D.C. They're going to pull out all the stops on that. We're going to see what's going on with the elector electors. What's your uh, take on this, Kenny? Well, I look at it this way: I watched my president, and I call him the hashtag ESG, the extreme you know extreme stable genius. I watched this man do a beautiful pass. You know, he threw the ball and literally ran forward to catch his own throw. You know, I've seen that actually on video with some of these incredible athletes that I can't stand no more. You know, they're absolutely credible. But what I saw was President Trump put Amy Comey Barrett into the Supreme Court. Now I'm sitting there going, beautiful move, beautiful play. Well, at the moment of truth, when they should have said that this election is caca because Math and common sense equals fraud. Math plus common sense equals fraud. This thing is no good. And yet I watched the Supreme Court push away from the table. I am very disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah John Roberts has not been uh, who he claimed to be. That's for sure. He compromised too. Doesn't he have a little China doll too? That I don't know. I think Boy. he does. I think he does. I think, Are you there's, some, I think there's some entanglement there. You know, um, it's it's sad, and 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 that, that's where you know I'm at with this thing, Phil. I, I will walk the line with my emotions and my opinions about where we are. But I've been saying January third, January third, and people are like, "But no, it's January 6th, Kenny." That's been our problem, Phil. We're not accept. We're not. Watch this. I'm, I'm gonna speak your language for a second, just for a little bit. When you're at war. You don't walk into your enemies, you know, fill the fire and they got the high ground. You go ahead and set yourself up some perimeters, get yourself some echelon refused. And what I mean by that is we're looking at January 6th and the caravan is going on the day of the elections. We should have been in place on January 3rd because what? The mayor has already cut off all the restaurants, which is the ready access to food. You can't have a troop movement of 20 million and not have shelter. And food, we're not we're not thinking about this with the right tactics, Bill. And I'm a little concerned. Well, there's it's, that, huh? I thought you could say January third was Sunday. We should be in church, but no, yeah. no. Uh, with all with all due respect, January third, we should always be in prayer. But something in my spirit, man, says that January third is probably even more important than January sixth because, as you hear most pastors say, "Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready." We're going on the day of. I believe we should have been boots on the ground on January 3rd and go from that day of three days of prayer, you know, walk that White House. You remember how Jericho fit the battle of Jericho? You know, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho? He walked around, right? I want to, for those that can hear this, while you're out there, I wish I could be a part of it, everybody. But while you're there, walk around Washington. Drop some holy water while you're there. Anoint some water and take it with you. These are things we're fighting in the spirit world, you know, we're fighting principalities. Yeah. Yep. And when they show up in the physical form, then we get to shoot them. 
Oops, yeah. did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Put it this way. Bill, you know, I understand where, you, where you're coming from. And, and when you look at Ukaipa almost being overrun by Black Lives Matters because a young African-American almost got, you know, he got pulled over in Redlands, right? The Supreme Court uh, basically cowered away from the decision because they didn't want any violence. They didn't want to be responsible for blood in the streets. Well, it's happening already. You know what I mean? What was that conceding, stuff we went through in, in the summer? Conceding to evil always leads to more violence. Exactly. It leads to the innocence not being protected and violence happening. You can't concede evil. You have to hammer it flat. Um, you know, and it doesn't mean that you're evil, that you're racist. It's like when I hear you say that, right? This is the Southside Unicorn just keeping it real. When I hear you say those words, somebody else could conflate those words and go, oh, he's just an angry white man that's ready to try to hurt somebody. No, you're not. You're one of the best human beings I've ever known that I've ever met. I've, I've watched you in your life. I've seen how you get down with people, you know, how you, your business is, your ethics in your business is incredible. You are a good man. And when you say it's time to smash somebody, even if some of those people that get smashed happen to have the same paint job as me, right? I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, what, what I'm saying is when evil comes to your door, you have the obligation to fight back. When you, you concede, when you, when you cede territory over and over again, you're just emboldening them. Had Black Lives Matter or Antifa or anyway, the little communist pukes that are running around, you know, you that watch what they did. Day one. Yeah, they've always been punks. I know. Yeah. You watch what they did to the officers in Chicago at the Columbus statue. Okay. Now, if you see what they did, they actually were taking lessons from the Roman legions because they used on, uh, they had sharpened PVC. They held Mm -hmm. their banners up, which is a big vinyl tarp that said something stupid on it, but it was there for a reason. It was there to stop paintballs. It was there to stop, uh, you know, those, um, those other pain shots that they use, mm-hmm. non-lethal. It, it was there to stop non-lethal. Then they have the uh, umbrellas. So we can't see what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Inside of that, as they move as a phalanx, inside of that group, there's people with these, these giant 40-pound backpacks. And they turn around and unzip them. What's inside the black backpacks? Frozen water bottles, right? Those all turn into weapons. Those are missiles being thrown the, with the umbrellas and the face masks. They, they're immune to pepper spray. You know, this is, this is a, an attack on the police department. It was not refudiated as such. It was allowed to happen, and, and officers got, got injured. That's what we're fighting, folks, and that's what I'm saying. That needs to be absolutely addressed and attacked, stopped in its tracks. Folks, Philip Damon, Firing Line Radio Show. Get the podcast at firinglineradio.com. We'll be right back after this. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. 
CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Philip Naiman here. Go to FiringLineRadio.com for the podcasts. You can also uh, check us out. We'll be at Parlor. I'm trying to do more things there. And, um, you know, whatever, Facebook, as long as they uh, are around, we're going to be dealing with them. But anyway, we do want to move over to Parlor and do some more things on that. I've been trying to do some updates on my training. Uh, Kenny, I don't know if you know, but I'm doing a, have the opportunity to do a, a big doll sheep hunt in August, which is very physically demanding. So I'm starting eight months early to beat myself up. Oh, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of that. And you brought your blood pressure, your heart rate up to 184. Was it yeah. 184? <laughs> 183, yeah, yeah. Ooh, man, you trying to, you know, you almost blew that little thing up, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it wasn't that comfortable, but I felt it, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? If anybody was going to do it, Titanium Man is up to the job, right? <laughs> well, just don't shorten my name. I mean, a Titanium Man's okay, but if you shorten it, I don't know if I could say that on radio. Well, ti- well okay. Yeah, anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> I'll, I'll stew on that one for a while. <laughs> hey, so here's something, you know, uh, there's some groups out there that are supporting Trump. I think there's Proud Boys or whatever they call themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But it's nice to know that the people are out there uh, supporting Trump. One of the things that happened, and I just wanted to bring this up, they had a stabbing at Harry's Bar, I think in Washington, D.C., where this guy who looks like, I don't know, he's face down here with the police officer on his back, but um, this was uh, Harry's Bar. Anyway, but here's the problem. These people from Antifa, they are using language as a weapon both ways, and here's what I mean. Their reasoning why this person came up and called or why this person came up and started stabbing people in a crowd of, of is their reasons up that the group considers any idea that goes against their core beliefs as the same as a physical attack. Mm-hmm. They claim that their shootings and, and stabbings are self-defense against ideas they find objectionable. Well. That's watch this. We you said it earlier in the first segment. We as Americans were working hard, trying to take care of our families, making investments for the future, while these people were actually trying to become the future. They're heading us off at the past. Uh, they're using actual spirituality against us, as you know, as demons would mock scripture. He's saying that words become thoughts. Well, scripture says, as a man thinketh, as a man thinketh, right? So they're kind of they're kind of right, but they're using Trump. How can I say they're using real concepts to our detriment? Yeah. No so, way in the world at this moment should an Antifa 
or Black Lives Matters exist within the confines of the United States of America. They're a terrorist group. They are a terrorist group. And if you can't admit they're a terrorist group, you're you're lying to yourself. They are. Just just say it. They're a terrorist group. How, How do they get their power? They take over pieces of the country. They smash things. When was the last time Antifa built a homeless shelter? Thank you. When was the last time Black Lives Matter paid for child care for black single moms? I mean, it's and they got four billion dollars, four billion dollars. And, you know, put it this way. I'll tell you this much. We better not let Black Lives Matter start buying helicopters. It will be a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I said it. You know, we better not let them start buying helicopters and, and law, you know, they buy the buses. Everybody can buy a bus. But don't let them start buying helicopters. And what are they doing with that money? Who's watching? Certainly not the FBI. But, you know, hey, what did I say? Yeah. So, you know, there was a guy and some of these guys now as, as a concealed carry permit guy, you know that you're not allowed to carry your firearm to a political rally. Right. That's one of the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. So now these riots, I wouldn't consider a riot a political rally. But, you know, we know about this Kenosha, Wisconsin, this young kid, Kyle, who was caught up in something out there. Now, by all by all effects that I've seen, he was a pretty nice kid uh, mm-hmm. going into this. They were out there cleaning up graffiti. These, you know, he had an AR-15 with him, which saved his life, by the way. But he had an AR-15 with him. Uh, he was 17. I'm not sure how he got the rifle. I'm not sure why a 17-year-old was out there, okay? Mm-hmm. I think he was a little too young for that. You know, his, his life has been materially changed over all of this. But the thing with um, the thing with Mr. Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse mm-hmm. was he was separated from his group. He's running. All right. He's running to try and find them again or, or to, be, to be reconnected. Yeah. Or, or find a safe space. The first mm-hmm. guy that gets shot is chasing him down across a parking lot with a Molotov cocktail in his hand. Yep. Throws it at him. By the grace of God, the kid turns and it lands on the ground, continues and puts his hands on this guy. So here's this crazy guy chasing him down, puts his hands on him. He gets shot. He dies. You know, I'm sorry, but you throw a Molotov cocktail at somebody. Things happen. Well, yeah. You know, so then, but, but wait, wait. And then, then he he takes off and he runs. He he looks down. He grabs his phone and he tries to call for nine one one for help for that guy. He mm-hmm. realizes, hey, just because I uh, shot somebody. Yeah. Um, so he calls on his phone, tries to get help for that guy. It's my understanding. And he runs. And as people are coming towards him, he doesn't take a knee, get behind the car, and start laying them out. All right. He could have. He, he could, could have, have. Mm-hmm. you know, he could have just said, Hey, there's angry Indians coming my way. He could, um, he could have spanked booty. <laughs> right. He, he didn't do that. He left and he ran and he mm-hmm. ran past people. And as he ran past him, it was like a zombie movie where somebody, they, they all, I mean, all of a sudden there's a hundred people after him. They all kind yeah. of merged out behind him and somebody knocks him down. Now, did he turn around and shoot the hundred people chasing him? No, he was knocked down. And one guy knocks him down. The next guy jumps up trying to, you know, it does. He kicks him in the head. Mm-hmm. He gets shot, right? While he's attacking him. The next guy, as he rolls around, has a pistol in his hand. A glove. Yeah, coming down. To sh- he gets shot in the elbow. Now, that mm-hmm. guy, he gets screwed because they couldn't say he didn't have anything in his hand because other pictures show him with a, a injury to his elbow. But because that injury happened, his hand was clenched, he couldn't let the gun go. 
<laughs> you know what? You're right. So that's why the gun is still in his hand. He's going, medic, medic. He's still got this gun in his hand. He can't let it go. He's going to shake it off. So here's an armed man, and they're saying that they want this kid to have murder charges against him. And the thing that came out this week, they're even going to charge him for breaking curfew. We'll see. What about this? the 5,000 people burning stuff? Nope, nope, no curfew there. Matter of fact, we're going to have, you know, idiotic actors giving them money to bail those people out. We're going to have DAs deal? supporting those people, yet mm-hmm. this guy, his life is ruined. Now, was showing up with an AR-15 a good idea? Probably not. But but was attacking a guy with an AR-15 a stupider idea? Yeah. yeah on, on the scale of stupidity, uh, let me see. I have a Molotov cocktail. I'll throw it at this guy who hasn't done anything to me. Mm-hmm. That's called attempted murder. And if you get shot in the head for that, that's just the way it goes. You rolled the dice, boom, snake eyes, you lost. Uh, you got shot in the head. Why? Oh, because you threw a Molotov cocktail. So I imagine this, this so you go up to the pearly gates here. Mm-hmm. Here's the guy that just threw the Molotov cocktail. St. Peter's up there with the clipboard. He goes, hey, pal, you're not on the board. He goes, what do you mean? I'm a victim. I got shot in the head. He goes, yeah, but see this last thing here, this Molotov cocktail that you threw trying to kill somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, that's, we don't, we don't do that here. Thank you. Okay. But <laughs> your, your, clock, your clock stopped in the ripeness of your sin. Since you, since, you, yeah. since you like the heat, though, we have a special place just for you. It's down the hall. Exactly. Plenty of fire. You got plenty of fire coming your way. You're right. And see, Phil, that's the problem. Because we, and I, I did a meme about it, right? I also did a show called uh, Grand Theft America. People should binge it and listen to it. It's called Grand Theft America. It ties into what we're talking about now. But here's that young man, Wittenhouse. We are letting him be harmed wherever he's being housed. Whatever attorney general, whatever judge is trying to do that, they're supposed to fill us. Not, I'm not in violence, but in, in, in our voices saying, no, we, we, we're not having it. Because you let these kids lay siege to Portland, Oregon, kids were dying all over the place. The mayor's like, well, that's unfortunate. Unfortunate? You're the mayor of Portland. You, you're, you're supposed to protect the people. But now, on the other hand, the left's going to show us how much power they have over us because they're going to take a young man like this and they're going to put him on the, the, the crucifixion and leave him out there as, a, as an effigy for anyone else who deigns to try to be an American. You try to be an American, we got you. That's what they're saying. Okay, Kenny, yeah. how do people get a hold of your show? You can find me on the Southside Unicorn Show, like I said, on any podcast platform. What's your website? Thank you, Grace. Huh? What's your website? Do you have a website? Oh, yeah, I got a website. It's called the Southside Unicorn Show.com. www.thesouthsideunicornshow.com. Um, look a brother up. In fact, if you like this, this is pretty good. But I got T-shirts for sale and all that kind of stuff. The donations will be appreciated and welcome. Awesome. Folks, I want to thank my special guest, Kenny White. Kenny White, you are awesome. Thank you for being on this. We'll be in prayer for January 6th and January 3rd. Folks, Philip Naiman, check out the podcast, FiringLineRadio.com. Check us out on Parlor. We're making our move over there. God bless you. God bless America. Let's do it in 2021. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.